Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Tacticam. Tacticam is by far the easiest way to begin filming your hunts. Whether it's the 4K 5.0 or the budget-friendly solo, Tacticam has something for everyone. This year we're also working with Spartan Forge. So Spartan Forge is like the farmer's almanac on steroids. It's going to tell you when you need to be in the woods and very soon it's going to tell you where exactly you need to be so this is artificial intelligence the same technology that they use to track bad guys in the middle east um, military grade artificial intelligence used to track down deer uh, deer in the south move differently than deer in the northeast than in the midwest so spartan Forge is using collared deer studies car deer accidents historical data um, to pick up on trends of when and how these deer are moving um, so right now uh, early adopters are getting it at the introductory price and you can get 25% off by using code bowhunter um, at spartanforge.ai. Um, but I can tell you that big, big things are coming and it's going to be incredibly significant. And that price is going to stay the same um, as all that stuff gets added. So right now it's available online, like I said, at spartanforge.ai, uh, but it's quickly evolving into an app. And here by this year's deer season, there are going to be some incredible changes. Um, so again, you can use code bowhunter at spartanforge.ai to save 25%. This week's podcast, um, another saddle company, Cruiser, um, I put out a post, showed what saddles that we had and what everybody was going to be using for the season. Um, and a lot of the people were saying cruiser, cruiser, cruiser. And, uh, it's one of those things where it's tough to to weed out fanboys, you know, paid army, et cetera, et cetera. And Cruiser, I feel like, is one of those uh, companies that kind of burst on the scene. So it's kind of one of those that you look at with a side eye and say, you know, is this guy just sewing out of his basement trying to sell, put up a fancy website? Um, you know, who's saying these are so comfortable? Um, and Chad reached out to us and said, hey, let me send you one of our saddles for you to check out. And I shot a video on it. That'll be coming out uh, this Sunday on our YouTube, so you can check that out at the uh, Hunter Chronicles podcast YouTube. Um, but sat down and talked with him and listened to a couple other podcasts that he's been on and um, tried out the saddle. And, man, it's, it is super comfortable. Um, great design and uh, a pretty interesting story. Um, kind of funny, I think, how <laughs> how he ended up making his own saddles and stuff. Um, but a great podcast. I know you guys are going to like it. Um, <laughs> last week's podcast uh, was really good with Byron about budgeting. It's kind of funny. This is the portion of the intro where I say thanks to all the new patrons, but we didn't put uh, uh, patrons in our budget. So that must have been why we didn't get anybody else to sign up. I was kind of chuckling about that. But Either way, Patreon is a, a crowdfunding for creators. So uh, to help produce the show, um, you know, they give us a donation every month, um, you know, five bucks a month, whatever. Uh, it ends up being 17 cents a day. Um, but it helps us, you know, to be able to get this stuff, try out stuff. Uh, the 
recorder that I'm recording this on, the computer that I edit with, uh, all came from Patreons. But we don't just take that money and put it back into the podcast. Uh, we do all sorts of different giveaways. Um, so this, uh, so April, probably April 5th, um, we'll do a drawing for our giveaways. Tacticam uh, has given us a 5.0 package. Um, so that's the hunt package with the gun mount, bow mount, stabilizer mount. Um, the Tacticam 5.0 and the turkey reaper. So just in time for turkey season for you guys in the States that can reap turkeys, um, you know, attaches right to the barrel and you'll be hiding behind the fan, uh, getting that right on the Tacticam. And then any footage that you get with that Tacticam, um, Tacticam reached out to us and said, whoever wins this, whatever they kill, have them send us the, the footage and then we'll put it up on all of our social media. So that's a really cool, uh, option. Um, we're giving away, uh, uh, Latitude Saddle. Um, Alex from Latitude sent us one of their classics uh, to give away, so we'll be giving away that, but it doesn't really do you any good because you have to buy all the other stuff. And uh, on this podcast, we go through about all the other stuff that you have to buy to go along with it. So Artisan Outdoor Fabrications said, hey, the same platform that you're using uh, that bolts to the top of a stick, uh, we'll give you one of those, uh, but you still need some sticks. So I've got some um uh, XOP minis, a four pack of those. Um, so you'll have sticks, a saddle, a platform. And then just today I ordered the new eight millimeter tethered ropes. So, um, you'll have a complete saddle kit. We're giving away that. Um, we're also working with base map. Uh, base map is by far the most inexpensive, powerful, um, best value in mapping that's out there right now. Um, you know, $30 for the entire year and you get the entire country, you get, um, all these different, uh, maps, uh, tons of different layers. Um, right now I'm working on their, uh, beta program of the updated offline mapping with, uh, um, increased detail. Um, so really, that that's amazing. Uh, really happy with that. And then they gave us a code for 20% off. So if you use code Chronicles, you can save 20% off of the, the base map app. And so it ends up being $2 a month. So for $24 a year, less than one state for the year for the, um, some of the other competitors, I mean, you get this super powerful base map app, but base base maps giving away one of their pro packages. Um, so you get that year subscription, they'll give you a hat and a shirt. Uh, so we'll draw for that. Um, Spartan forge is giving away a year subscription to their service and swag pack as well. And let me tell you what, like I said, the, for what they, everything that they've got coming, um, it, it may be the, the, the last hunting app that you need to buy. Um, really cool. Um, but in addition to that, the guys from Zinger Fletchings, um, so they're the uh, 3D uh, printed compression fit uh, Fletchings. Um, I'm going to be using those up at the Total Archery Challenge this year. So I'm building a set of arrows just for the Total Archery Challenge and going to be putting the Zingers through their paces. I've got them on uh, some of my other arrows and they group right with the other arrows they shoot. Uh, but it's difficult to make, um, you know, at a point to shoot, you know, out to 100 yards regularly if you don't have the range. So uh, I feel like uh, shooting them at the Total Archery Challenge is going to be a great uh, way for us to do that. So uh, we'll be giving away uh, a set of those as well. So, um, all of that stuff can be found. If you want to sign up for our Patreon, you can go over to bowhunterchronicles.com up in the right hand side, hit Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash bowhunterchronicles podcast, and then you can get entered into, uh, win all of that stuff. Uh, in addition to that, outside of Patreon, we're, in our, we're going into our fourth year here, and we thought, what's a bow hunting podcast without giving away a bow? Um, so we're giving away a Bowtech Carbon Zion. I almost said the Icon. Icon is one of my favorite bows. Um, this is just the newer version of that. Um, so we're giving away one of those uh, with a HHA Tetra Sight and Tetra uh, Veritas Rest on it. Um, that bow is going to be set up by John. And uh, it's going to be ready, ready for you. All you have to do, if you go on our Instagram or the website, 
you can just click on the link that says enter to win in our Instagram bio. Uh, it's right on the top there. And, and seriously, like there's less than 150 people that have signed up to win this bow. So if you're listening to this, there's no, you don't have to be a patron. There's no strings attached. You know, you just sign up. Uh, we're giving away this bow because it's something that we want to do. We want to give back to everybody that's listening. Um, and if you want to sign up for Patreon, that's awesome too, but that's not necessary. Um, we just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. I think that you guys are going to love this one. Uh, if you're interested in saddle hunting, you know, what saddle to buy, uh, we kind of go through all the different types of saddles and, and everything um, on this podcast, but uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So thanks for listening. All right, everybody, Adam and John back with another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. John's back from Florida. Unfortunately. Right, right into this cold-ass garage. He's sitting in front of the Mr. Buddy heater, all bundled up, and uh, coming from a 100-degree greenhouse today. So, John, welcome back to Michigan. Yeah, thanks. thanks. <laughs> so happy to be back. <laughs> So, so we're here, um, you know, for all of you, uh, listeners, longtime listeners, whatever, um, new listeners that think that this is just a saddle hunting podcast. Well, here's another, uh, saddle hunting episode for you. Um, but we're going to get into kind of like some of the nuts and bolts of, um, you know, there's a lot of new companies popping up and whether they're new or just, I guess, new to us, um, you know, we like to try all the stuff and, and, and talk with them and see how everything's going on. So we've got uh, Chadrick Rice from Cruiser uh, on the phone with us tonight. Um, how are you doing, Chad? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Uh, I just got back from a nice family day hiking out uh, at uh, Fall Creek Falls here in Middle Tennessee. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the weather's like up there, but today it was probably around 60, sunny. Super nice, getting me fired up for springtime. So, so what is your, um, you know, I, th I feel like Cruiser is one of those things that kind of like just jumped on the scene. Um, but like, let's take it back a little bit. Like, what is your hunting history and like hunting style? You know, how how are you introduced to the to the sport of hunting, or was it saddle hunting right from the get go? Yeah. So uh, basically, um, you know, my grand father grew up hunting fishing so i would i would go with him some growing up but i really didn't get into deer hunting until later on in life uh basically after i met my wife uh my main hobby was rock climbing uh started rock climbing in high school uh at, at like 17 18 years old just climbed up until you know we got together i was 25 i, I believe and i uh, uh when i started taken up deer hunting like seriously um basically uh had a rock climbing accident where i fell 22 feet broke my ankle uh pretty much was laid up for like six months and then after that she was basically like you know you're 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 done with the rock climbing i don't need you getting hurt anymore so you know i, I had to find another hobby that i could basically uh uh get obsessed with so deer hunting was the uh, you know, the next thing for me, cause did it a little bit growing up. So that's, uh, I kind of fell into that and then, uh, had a buddy who saddle hunted. He knew I rock climbed and, uh, he was like, Hey man, I think you'll really dig this style of hunting. So pretty much my onset, late onset career of hunting and saddle hunting started pretty close to the, to the same time. Okay. And how long ago was that? Uh, I was 25, I'm 34 now, so that's about nine years ago I started deer hunting and then uh, uh, saddle hunting close to about six. Okay. All right, yep. so what was your first saddle or saddle hunting experience? Were, were you one of these guys that hunted from the rock climbing harness or and ended it that way? Um, or, you know, did you get an old trophy line or, you know, one of the arrow hunters or, or whatever? Yeah, my buddy, uh, he had an old arrow hunter uh, that I tried out in uh, uh, the Evolution, I believe. And then uh, basically from there, we, we, we just hopped on the forums and I started hunting out of a sit drag. Okay. And so then yeah. how did that morph into 
you know, creating a saddle company? Uh, well, honestly, uh, I, I've always been a tinker, uh, person who just like looks at something and says, you know, I could either make that or I can do that. Um, so, uh, basically it seems as, you know, the first, not the first commercially available saddle, but the first one that was like streamlined, you know, when tethered came on the scene, I was basically like, you know, I think I can make that instead of buying one. And, and basically I sat down at, uh, uh, my wife's sewing machine one night and, and made one, came up with one and, uh, ran that for about three quarters of the first season, uh, uh, that I made that saddle. And, uh, after that, I just started messing around with different material and 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 making different iterations and uh that next season came up with basically what we're selling now so let me just get this straight right so <laughs> so, so you know john is much the same guy you know i see i, yeah. I see his wheels turning over there you know you can't hear him but i can see him um yeah (laughs) and he's the same way he's like i'm not gonna pay for that i can i can make one and this but but you went from you know for for most of the people that we talk to and if you watch any of like the you know uh free solos and you listen to alex hommel talk and like the people that are around him you know (laughs) everything except for what he does right in rock climbing is relatively safe and you go ahead and have a, you know, an accident or or whatever. And your wife says, no, you're going to stop that. And that, but here, honey, just go and and make your own saddle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Basically. Yeah. So, uh, I don't, I don't think she probably understood exactly what I was doing (laughs) or else. So she would have probably nipped that in the butt as well, you know? So, Okay. Like I said, I, I just wanted to make sure that we, you know, kind of address that. Um, yeah. But from, like, I want to get into, like, what you're doing now and, and all of the that stuff. But I'm more interested in, I mean, I mean, for me, even with, like, the ropes and, you know, a lot of the guys from rock climbing backgrounds are very much familiar with the knots and all that stuff. And for me, even buying, like, a... a you know, some of the optics rope or whatever, I would rather buy it from somebody that has already made it. And I feel like it's their like liability. So how are you, even at that time, all the way up until today, how are you making sure that you're using the right thread? I mean, if you look at like, you know, boat covers that sit out in the sun, you know, or like, you know, old upholstery and stuff like that from, you know, old dirt bikes or snowmobiles or whatever. And you sit on the seat and the all the threads pop out. Like how are you, when you're making the first one, where was the research and stuff going into that? Or were you just going to Joanne fabrics and saying, nah, that's ought to do. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that first one I made, it was definitely with some thread that was probably not up to par with the safety, you know, but then, uh, after that, just doing a lot of research, uh, contacting thread manufacturers and and basically running it by them like hey you know like uh planning on sewing up a harness that's going to hold body weight like what what type of thread should i be using and uh you know obviously they're going to tell you what product you need to be using so um you know and then and then we have a thread rep so we we just bounce what we're doing off of him and uh, you know so we've we've definitely got the right thread to be using and so at this the, stage in the game obviously and, and the, do you have a background in like business or entrepreneurship or you know in, in the hunting industry or anything like that or i mean like i said how does this go from sewing them in your basement to a full-on manufacturing gig yeah, so definitely I do have an entrepreneurial background. Uh, I, I was in business for myself uh, for eight years before I started this business. Um, and uh, actually my right-hand man, the, the my I don't know, I call him a jack-of-all-trades and uh, master of none, but he's, 
he was also uh, in business for himself for about 10 years before he came to work for me. And uh, so, so there's a lot of, lot of business history uh, behind cruiser, uh, a lot of entrepreneurial background. Um, uh, the business I ran before cruiser, I had a, uh, uh, a construction business where we, we would build high end bathrooms and kitchens. So, uh, for me, the eye for detail and uh, uh, clean, clean lines, cleanliness. Uh, like I said, we did high-end bathrooms and kitchens and multi-million-dollar houses and stuff. So, um, uh, you know, that's that's my background. Uh, uh, my right-hand man, he he owned uh, um, a flower shop, actually, believe it or not, and then. Uh, he he owned a trucking company before that as well. So okay, so you you made you know your second saddle and you said okay this this seems to work for me. How did you uh, take it to the next level or whatever? And then I heard you say uh, heard you say on one of the other podcasts that you haven't uh, outside of the that evolution and the the mantis or, or whatever um, hadn't sat in or messed around with um other people's saddles um so can you talk a little bit about that because for me in this um you know quote unquote fanboy world right (laughs) um yeah you know it's really hard and you know that's why we try and like i say get our hands on as much as we can and talk to as many people as we can because uh, if you've never sat in a saddle before you're going to say it's the best one ever. And if I'd imagine if you made one that was tailored specifically to you, you're going to be like, this thing's great. Right. Um, yeah. So, so like I say, how do you go from, you know, you made one that was really good. How do you make that jump and say, all right, bathrooms are cool, but this sounds like a fun way to spend some money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I understand where you're going with it, but yeah. Uh, I actually haven't sat in any other competitor's saddles. Um, I've, I've held a couple of them, uh, but that was after uh, Cruiser had already began. You know, we, we we have a shop here in Middle Tennessee, and we have people that come by and check our products out and stuff. They'll bring in, you know, a competitor's saddle. And, you know, so I've held a couple of them in hand, but that was – definitely after this had all started. Um, and, and basically, I don't know. I think it's, uh, I think it's about choosing the right material. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely using, uh, uh, material that nobody else is using. Uh, uh, our mesh is, is quite a bit stiffer, uh, as you can probably tell than anyone else's, uh, so that that helps distribute weight and uh uh you know the geometry of the saddle and stuff helps helps with the comfort quite a bit but um yeah i mean i like i said i haven't ever sat in a competitor saddle but uh uh jumping into this thing i just knew that uh you know I, obviously when i made that that first or last rendition of the cruiser XC. Uh, I had some buddies that had sat in other people's saddles and, and, uh, you know, sat in mine. They're like, dude, this thing's super comfortable. And, and, and that right there is kind of what, what drove me to making a saddle company, creating a saddle company. Um, um, you know, uh, they just, encouraged me because they had sat in other saddles and and, and basically i made this saddle for myself i you know i never set out to to make a saddle company i i created the xc for for basically what wasn't on the market uh and and what i wanted in a saddle and uh just so happened that it works for a lot of people so okay so yeah from from that perspective and and you know John's got the one in, in front of us here and he's kind of going through it where um i guess let's go through like your lineup cuz you you keep talking about the 
the XC, and then you've got the S, and then you've yes, got sir. the new one that's coming out. So let, let's let's talk through a little bit of like what the features are and what makes them um, so comfortable. And that's that's one of the things is you know obviously I listen to you on some other podcasts and we've had some correspondence and stuff. So I kind of know like what how the whole thing transpired a little bit, but yeah. You know, it, it's almost like you just kind of like burst on the scene. And I think with these, uh, with saddles and saddle manufacturers and all that, it just seems like they just keep popping up, boom, 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 boom. And then sure. you have this, like I said, like from that fanboy mentality, you know, it's really difficult to see, um, uh, I guess, the actual person behind who's making the claims. And I'm not talking about the company. I'm just talking about like from that fanboy perspective and John and I have beat this dead horse, you know, <laughs> into oblivion. But, you know, if you're coming from a, a 32 pound climber and you go to name your saddle, um, it's going to be a completely different experience and it's going to be comfortable to, some degree. So your first saddle is going to be like, man, this is great. And then the more you sit in it, the more you're going to realize, well, this would be a little bit better. I did this. If if I was going to make one, I'd change it this way. So like, you know, all of a sudden there's this new cruiser company out there with the low and brow two dots. And you're like, what in the world are these guys, you know, from the u.s what's what's going on um you know how where are they coming from and then everybody's saying it's the most comfortable saddle ever um but that's something that just keeps coming up and coming up and coming up is that you know this one is the most comfortable and uh, there's a couple out there i mean there there's another there's another company where you know there's no resale on these saddles and they're the greatest thing and you you can't get them. There's wait lists to order them. So trying to get your hands on one is, is difficult. And that's another thing that's problematic in the saddle world is, you know, if you're in middle Tennessee, it's probably pretty easy to just head on over and check them out. But, you know, if you don't know anybody that has one or whatever, you're, you're putting your money in who knows, uh, based on, you know, who knows, um, recommendation. Right. Sure. So, so I guess let's go through like the lineup and the features and, and maybe why it is so comfortable. Okay. Uh, well, the XC is, in my opinion, our uh, most comfortable saddle that we offer. It's, it's our flagship saddle. Um, you know, it's, it's got a pleat in the middle of it that allows you to open it up. Uh, the XC is quite a bit bigger, uh, you know, based on your size. Obviously, we have three different sizes. Uh, uh, and it's based on your pants size. We, we do uh, account for some layering with our sizing. So uh, according to your size, it's going to be quite a bit bigger than, uh, a lot of our competition. Uh, so that extra material, um, even with the pleat clothes, is going to, it's going to offer more support, uh, more coverage. Um, and then, you know, obviously we tell people like if, while you're leaning, uh, keep the pleat closed, open it slightly if you'd like. Uh, but then if you're going to sit, open the pleat up. And a lot of people, I mean, I didn't refer to it in the beginning as, you know, like sitting in a hammock. This is kind of one of those things that like the community brought to light for me as well. Like like, when I first heard somebody say that, I was like, huh, yeah, they're right. It is kind of like sitting in a hammock. So, um, I think that's probably what makes this thing so comfortable is uh, uh, the geometry, the the the, the stiffer mesh, um, the extra material, the pleat. Uh, it's it's it really is like sitting in a hammock when the thing's open. 
Um, I know you guys have one and you're, you're, you're testing it out. I don't know what your opinion is on, on whether it feels like a hammock or not. I mean, I know we've all sat in hammocks, so. Well, I mean, um, we have a lot of experience with a lot of different saddles. And so my, so I answer a lot of questions from guys about like, I want to buy this saddle. Is it a good one? And there isn't a good answer. There's not a, there's not a yes. Uh, I mean, sure. There, I don't think anybody. Well, a hawk makes a piece of shit saddle, but I don't think anybody else <laughs> makes a a terrible saddle. Um, there are better options than anything, but I always ask, like, what's your experience? And then I say that there's basically two types of saddles. Um, there's you know more of like a hammock style for sitting, and that's obviously you know I, honestly I think trophy liners really that market, and I think maybe all of the other companies have gone like the other way to try and make a more minimalist saddle. That's what I call the other saddles. Like, so you have like a minimalist saddle and then you have like a hammock style saddle. So it kind of depends on if you see yourself more sitting or standing now with this one, like I think it's like a balance of the, of the two worlds, because when it is closed for leaning, you know, it, it kind of fits that more, minimalist role and then when it's opened up you do get that comfort for sitting and one of the things for that like you know and I, you had talked about this on one of the other podcasts but like for me i feel like leaning or sitting like tether height and bridge length are most important to get that sweet spot for it to be comfortable so because uh, i think that 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 changes a little bit as far as like where you're going to be, um, the, get that peak amount of comfort. But like, when you talk about the more material, like when it's open, like my father-in-law was in this one on Thursday and he's, how old is he? Oh, 65, 67 or something like that. And, uh, this is a medium or your size two or the middle one. And uh, yeah. he had the sucker all the way open and he's swinging around like a monkey. I can do this. I can yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah. It's, you know, so I think if he were to size it up, he wouldn't need to have it open to, to, you know, sit and he would get the benefit of, of all of it. But I think, you know, having it have, what do you say? Five inches of, of more material yeah. with that pleat open. I think that yeah, definitely better benefited his size. Cause he's not a, small man he's not very svelte gotcha. yeah it's <laughs> pretty stout gotcha. yeah yeah but i mean as far as the the hammock or the style i mean i think that the, that's you know that's what i think about the the different saddle styles sure yeah no i agree totally uh and that's that's kind of uh that's kind of what we wanted to do we wanted to have basically when i made this thing uh, i wanted to have an all-around saddle uh, I wanted to have something that was comfortable to sit in, uh, something that was comfortable to lean in, and also have it to be super lightweight. Uh, I mean, the XC, the size 2, comes in, I believe, at a pound and 12 ounces. Um, and, and, you know, that's with the bridge and uh, obviously the bridge and the saddle. Um, so it's actually not that much heavier than one of the lightest saddles on the market, you know, so, uh, it, it gives you a lot of extra coverage, but also it's, you know, super lightweight. Um, and then, and, and, and the versatility of the pleat is, I mean, the key for the comfort of that XC. So, um, real quick, John, <laughs> you know, he's, he's talking about the, uh, the weight of the saddle. Like yeah. when, when we're talking about saddles at this point, is that a a factor of of yours? I mean, where do you no, come in on that? <clears throat> I mean, getting rid of a thirteen pound stand, going to even a one or two pound saddle. Now, like the trophy line, the very first one, yeah, that one's pretty substantial. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I take I take my saddle off. Like I used to wear it in. If it's a small, like a short walk, I'll wear it in. But I don't like having stuff dangling even when it's cinched in I, you know i got my pouches on and stuff i don't like walking in with that so i'll just i'll roll it up and throw it in my pack and 
two pounds, even if it's two pounds, that's nothing compared, especially to the bulk and everything of a stand. So for me, it's really a non-factor in weight. But And the only reason that I bring that up is because of, for new guys or guys that are considering it, like I want them to focus on the things that really matter rather I would, than. I like, would rather have a, a saddle that's comfortable and weigh a pound more than sure. be one that's so lightweight and, you know, that you're, you got very little material and it's cutting into you and you're not comfortable. I mean, to me, that that's, I would much rather have a little bit weight, a little bit more yeah. weight and a lot more comfort because you're going to be able to sit a whole lot longer. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, but you know, I mean, you know, as well as I do, there's guys out there that are like, dude, I just shaved an ounce off my, <laughs> off my kit. Like, you right. know, so that's the guys that are like going in and doing one sticking and all that. It's like, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm not knocking yeah. those guys, but for me, I'm, you know, I'm 46 years old and I'm just happy I can climb a freaking tree. And I'm not going to be trying to do it with one stick. You know I mean? <laughs> sure. I'd like sure. to shave a little weight here and there, but when I shaved 13 pounds off my pack from getting rid of the stand now i'm golden man yeah. you know yeah i'll, I'll, I'll carry what, a couple extra sticks yeah and that's what i tell guys who call us all the time you know uh i'm like you know you're going from like 14 to 20 plus pound stand and you're you're you know you're cutting it down to maybe like 10 to 12 pound pounds worth of gear it's like dude that's super lightweight compared to what you're coming from so yeah like my old climber i mean that was like 22 pounds you know that was the whole thing though but still 22 pounds and bulky as hell and now Mm -hmm. i got you know if i'm running my wild edge steps you know they're not the lightest but they're nice and packable i can throw all that shit in my pack and wrap my freaking saddle around it and Shoot, I'm like a rabbit now. I can just shoot through any little hole yeah. as long as I'm not <laughs> screwing up my bow. But. <laughs> yep. But uh, as far as as far as of our, our other models, I mean, the S is uh, the S saddle. It's our standard uh, standard frame saddle, uh, standard seat saddle. Uh, it's it's literally the same thing as the XC with the pleat closed. Uh, it's it's the exact same saddle it just does not have a pleat in it um the archon which is our new two panel saddle um basically obviously two panels are are a big hit in the saddle industry um every company out there has a two panel saddle i i just felt that it was it was natural that we bring our rendition of a two panel saddle to the market um you're going to get the same quality, the same comfort, uh, the same, uh, you know, features that come with a cruiser saddle. Uh, but now it's basically in a, in two separate panels. So the adjustability of that thing is, uh, is far greater than anything we offer, but it's, uh, I think that can also, also kind of be a, pain when you're up in the tree because uh, you're 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 having to adjust it more just to be find that sweet spot where where i feel like in our xc model um you know you just lean back in the thing and you're you're ready to go so uh but the archon is it's super comfortable it's uh, uh it's gives you a lot more adjustability um and, and probably you could find a little bit more comfort in the archon than you can the xc but you you gotta you gotta search for it uh uh you know it's a it's a two panel saddle there's more more going on so uh that's that's my that's my opinion on two panels versus single panels uh both of our saddles are are super quality made and super comfortable but Obviously, I'm biased to the to the single panel saddles. So, <laughs> well, here here's the yeah. thing: guys don't care about any of that, right? All yeah. they want to know is when is it shipping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can we get one? Yeah, yeah, I already yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, basically, right now, all of the pre-ordered Archons are completely finished, except for 
Mine. Uh, our our leg strap hardware. We're literally waiting on leg strap hardware. We could send all the pre-ordered Archons out today if we had our hardware in. Um, and, and we're having we're having to have it made for us specifically for us. So uh, that that process takes a takes a while. Uh, but right now we're looking at uh, starting the ship. Hopefully, if everything goes right, I mean, uh, we're gonna start shipping those at at the end of March. Okay, and yep. So in in that regard, um, you've kind of gone through the saddles that you have now. Your saddles um, have different options as far as upgrades for bridge buckle. Um, what's going on there? What what are the what are the choices? Why would you pick one over the other? Well, uh, basically, the reason we offer like, you know, like a base model, that's kind of like your truck, man. You got you can go to the dealership, you can get leather, you can get, you know, sunroof, all that, all all the add-ons, you know. But I mean, if you want a new truck, uh, but you don't, you know, you know, you want to get into it for cheap, buy a base model. Uh, we want to offer the comfort uh, of cruiser and the quality, but we also want to offer it like at an affordable price. So you can buy a cruiser saddle. Uh, you know, the XC starts off at 220 bucks. So uh, that's coming in quite a bit cheaper than, than the other top of the line saddles. Uh, you know, and then if you're, if you're a DIY guy, you can, you can add on like the adjustable bridge and stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of the reasoning for the the upgraded, uh, uh, like the buckle and the bridge, and that's the reason for the upgrades. Uh, as far as as far as the buckle goes, you know, uh, obviously we we were using a generic uh, white label buckle, um, which is actually the buckle we had our saddles third party tested in. Uh, they pass with flying colors, but. Uh, Obviously, people, it's a safety, uh, you know, it's a it's a life safety product. So so people feel more comfortable with that name brand buckle on there. Uh, so that's the reason we started offering that as well. OK, yeah. Like I said, I it's just one of those things where when people are looking at it, they're going to say, what, what do I need this? What's you know, is the other, what's yeah. wrong with the other one? What's you know, why? Why do I need this? <laughs> Um, oh, believe me, we get we get a ton <laughs> of emails and a ton of phone calls. So, right. uh, but it, it it's that's that's basically it. I mean, we want to offer these things because it's a it's an expensive item. I mean, uh, saddle hunting will will cause you to take out a second mortgage mortgage on your home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's it's super expensive. Uh, but uh, that's that's part of the reason we wanted to offer like upgrades. We wanted to keep the cost low for people who want to get into it, who want to get into a super comfortable, high quality American made product, but at a lower cost. All right. So you mentioned like third party testing. Let's, let's talk about that, but I want to couple that with like, so how, what is your testing process? And then on top of that, are you still sewing these in your basement on the side or, or what's the, what's the story with uh, the manufacturing of these? So we sew everything in house. We we are no longer since May of 2020 sewing these in my house. I mean, I you know I I, I brought the website online, made it live, and uh, on February 25th of 2020, uh, by May 1st we were out of the basement into an actual uh, commercial location. Uh, right now we employ nine people and, uh, at one, at, at, at the peak of, of the season, which for us was in July, believe it or not, uh, we employed over 12 people, uh, I think, I think 13 and then came back down to 12, um, uh, through, throughout the season. Then we had a few people, you know, quit on us, obviously. Uh, but, uh. Um, yeah. And then third party testing, we, we send everything off to, uh, 
I can't remember the name of the company, but it's it's the uh, it's on the TMA website. It's the same people who who test all tree stand that you know all the manufacturers of tree stands. Uh, they they also test like work harnesses and and uh, uh, you know they've tested basically everybody else in the industry saddle. Uh, that's where we also have ours third party tested. Okay, because that's a big thing with, you know, again, all these new guys that want to say, hey, I can make a saddle. I can sell you a saddle for, you know, whatever and just want to just want to jump in and, and make some money. Right. Sure. Actually, I would I, I, I would probably disagree with you there. I think I think uh, as long as you're using the right thread and, and, and you know how to sew and you're using the right amount of stitches per inch. Uh, basically any saddle out there is going to be safe, but, but the, 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 the true, like, uh, basically separating line there is going to be insurance. Um, insurance is, you know, you're, 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 you're dealing with people's lives. Like this is not a game. Uh, my wife's in law school. She's worked at a law firm for, for a couple of years now. And it's, you know, so I'm, I'm, well-versed in the law, whether I wanted to be or not. I mean, she brings it home. So, um, you know, uh, insurance, I, I believe that's what's going to separate people from actually being uh, a, a true manufacturer business entity versus someone, you know, who says, oh, well, I can sew a saddle because those guys are sewing saddles and they're and they're probably really actually quality saddles. But like, you know, if, if they make a mistake and you fall out of the tree, who's paying your, who's paying your bills, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of the, all of the, the, the mainstream saddle makers, including us, we we're all, we're all insured. And, uh, that's, I mean, I think that's key when you're making your decision. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with you there. Um, yeah. now, we kind of touched on this a little bit at the, at the beginning before we started, but you know, you guys have just said, all right, we're going to, we're going to launch a a platform as well. And uh, to, to everybody, including me at, without thinking it through, you're just like, all right, here we go. Another saddle company, another platform, you know, just gotta be in the party. But the more I thought about it, it's like, you know, if you have a saddle company and you got to stand on your competitor's product every single time you go up and hunt, I mean, it's it's probably like a kick in the teeth. Every yeah, summer. yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, yeah. let's let's talk about the the platform that you've got coming out. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's called the Seeker. Uh, it's uh, four and a half pounds, uh, fourteen and a half inches wide. Uh, uh, what I think sets the seeker apart from other platforms on the market is we, we have a, a slanted front at, at 30 degree angle, uh, which, you know, my cruiser is all about comfort. Uh, you know, that's kind of what I set out to, to do. I mean, that's, is create a comfortable product. If you're sitting, if you're more comfortable in the tree, you're sitting for longer, uh, and you're you're gonna have more opportunities at the animal you're targeting. Uh, so naturally, I wanted to make the most comfortable saddle I, or platform I could. Uh, and, and really, I mean, what I've seen uh, in the community and what people have talked about is that angle when you're leaning, like you know, your feet they're either on the the edge of the front of the platform, which is what like half an inch, quarter inch, maybe, uh, or, or they're at a really weird angle. Uh, if you put your feet on top of the platform and flat, they're going to be at a really unnatural angle. So, uh, we wanted that full platform. Uh, but we also wanted the slant on the front for leaning just to keep it super comfortable. So from the tree to the slant, it's 11 and a quarter inches. And then the front of the slant, the slanted part is uh, two and three quarter inches. 
Okay. And so were you uh, a platform guy, a ring of steps guy um, through your saddle hunting journey or? Well, I think anyone that's uh, saddle hunted for any amount of time uh, goes back and forth. Uh, I'm, I, I've hunted off a ring of steps quite a bit and a platform quite a bit. So I, I would say, I would say more, uh, more platform than ring of steps, but, but it's pretty close. It's probably four, 40, 60. So. Okay. Yeah. Cause I just have a, one of the little platforms on the top of my stick and, um, I'm not like one of these weight guys or anything like that. I want, I want everything to just be easy. And so that allows me one less thing to set up. Um, and uh, I've just been using that. So I'm not the best candidate to talk about angled versus flat because I mean, I'm just standing on my tippy toes the whole time. So John, sure. for you, like you've used the, the ring wild edge steps and then you've used the platform. Right. And the, which the ring of steps is, you know, it's okay. It'll get you by, but I definitely prefer the platform <clears throat> and the platform I'm using, you know, it's just standard flat one. And after a while, like if I'm doing the leaning, if I don't have, like if I'm wearing my rubber boots that have like a soft sole, it definitely cuts into, you know, you get that, basically a hot spot right in the middle of your the arch of your foot or depending on where you're putting it but <clears throat> i do like the i mean one of the main things i like about the platform is that i can actually you know like depending on where i put my tether where i you know tether off to the tree the height of it i can stand up and almost use it like a mini tree stand like i can shoot on my my off off side so you know, but I could definitely see where having that two inch angle would take a ton of pressure off when you're leaning and you'd still have enough where you could stand up and, you know, use that as a mini tree stand basically. Hmm. So yeah, I guess I'd have to, you know, once, once we get one in, we'll <laughs> give it a shot. But <clears throat> yeah. So like I say, for me, I'm just used to standing on a deck of cards and that's, that's fine. I mean, it, it's, it's not like ideal. There's plenty of situations where I'm like, I'd like to be able to just stand up without hooking my lineman up and tying myself to the tree. But at the same time, I just don't like setting up anything else. And then I've, I've hunted off a ring. I've hunted off a regular platform too. And it's just like, I just, I know it's part of your system and you're just like, it's just an, Right, it's just one more, I mean, yeah, it is a little bit more time-consuming, but also when you get in that tree and you're at that top step and you're like, I just want it, like, I just want my platform two inches higher, you know, so it's like, it's perfect, so I mean, you just go up one more step and then just step over, and I don't know, I think it's, a platform's definitely worth it for me, so, but everyone's got their own. And I I mean, I find myself carrying a ring of steps around with me anyways because, you know, inevitably my stick lands right on that knot or it lands on you right. know this branch or something like that and i've i mean i've got to adjust but right i mean and where platforms you know most of the time you can they're adjustable you just you know spin the little uh set out drop it a little bit or raise it up a little bit and, ring, and change your angle but and so is that platform going to be cast that seems to be the standard yeah, it is. It is going to be cast aluminum. Um, uh, we we actually have a manufacturer here in Middle Tennessee. They're they're like uh, twenty five minutes down the road, um, which is super nice. You know, we're we're saving on freight and stuff, so uh, we're able to 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 bounce ideas off each other back and forth. And yeah, it's going to be cast aluminum. Um, I, I think that's kind of the industry standard right now. Uh, we have some ideas for stuff in the, in the future, uh, kind of some stuff that's not being done. So okay. we'll just leave, we'll just leave it at that. Oh, come on. That's what <laughs> yeah, we're here for, you know, have another, yeah, you know, well. go crack a beer, get some bourbon, whatever, you know, and open up and tell us, <laughs> tell us all the inside secrets, right? Um, <laughs> What, uh, so what, when are those, uh, expected to ship 
or, or uh, on sale or or whatever. Yeah, right now we've hit a we've hit a little snag in our manufacturing. We're uh, we're 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 uh, having to make a slight modification on, on the platform uh, just for a safety issue, basically. Uh, you know, we want to make this thing as super as safe as we possibly can, but also, you know, we don't want to deal with like recalls or, or, or having people have like broken parts on their platforms. So uh, it's not really an issue. It would have wouldn't have been an issue, but uh, it's just something that we feel like it, it, that we want to make the best platform we can. So uh, it's something I, you know, as a business owner, you're going to make decisions that are that are going to cost you money up front, but could also save you down the down the road. So that's kind of what I did. Uh, I, I made a decision, and it's cost us a couple of weeks. But we're we're uh, I, I believe they're going to probably start shipping uh, at the end of March. I'm hoping. Cool. Okay, so so not that plenty not, of time yeah, not, before season. Yeah, way before season for sure. Uh, I mean, there's not – if you want a seeker platform, you're going to be able to get it way before season for sure. Cool. Well, I mean, is there, is there anything else that you want to talk about? I mean, like what's what's in store for, for Cruiser? I mean, are you um, – I, I don't want to say like overwhelmed, but I mean – all this has come up like quickly. It seems like you've ramped up your production and you're, you're offering new products already. Um, and you're making changes to them already before you're even going to get them out. Um, are you already working on all of the next like 2022 products? So, uh, we can expect more, you know, just more progression from you guys. Oh, absolutely. That's, uh, you know, like I, like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur at heart, man. We, 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 we have ideas, we have dreams. We definitely got ideas for new products. Uh, uh, you know, obviously the next progression would be a set of sticks and, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely working on some. So, um, you know, that's probably going to be the next item you see from Cruiser. Uh, we, we definitely have more ideas uh, that we will be working on as soon as we get, you know, some of these other things that are on the table out and, and, and basically off our plate. So um, as far as, as far as this year, we're going to be, uh, you know, we're going to be trying to get the, all, all of the, all of the new products out and, and, and in people's hands. And, uh, we, we've, we've been in talks with some, uh, you know, some YouTube channels, some people in the industry that we're, we're going to be working with this year. We're going to, uh, be going to a couple of trade shows this year. We're going to, uh, we're going to, we're also going to be posting content to our YouTube channel, hopefully. So, um, turkey season this year, uh, uh, starts in April for Tennessee and, uh, we're definitely going to be getting out and filming and, uh, uh, probably trying to get some content out there and, and, and probably do some traveling this year as well. Awesome. So you, you kind of like made a nice segue into my next question before we, we wrap this up here, but, uh, maybe it's apples and oranges. Maybe it's way more cutthroat in the construction or uh, high-end home industry. Um, but my question is like, wh- how, how are you liking changing spaces from the, the hunting industry versus the, you know, when we say construction or, or high-end, like what's the, I mean, it seems to be, you know, we have a fun time talking with guys that are broadhead manufacturers because it's the worst thing ever to go into, in my opinion, it's either the, it's the best broadhead ever or the worst broadhead ever, right? But so now sure. going into, you know, uh, the hunting industry and then an even smaller space into the the saddle hunting um, climate, how has that been for you as a as a change? Oh, man, it's been a blessing, dude. We've, we, you know, the, the 
the remodeling and the construction industry it's uh in my area is pretty cutthroat and it's uh it's super so uh, the reason i just decided to go after after a saddle company was uh it, it, it's super cutthroat you know you, you had a lot of people that were starting up and and it was uh uh a lot of a lot of small space to battle in and uh it was hard to find help so this has just been you know this is something i'm passionate about as well you know i i, I love hunting i love being in the outdoors uh, i love saddle hunting you know it's just a natural progression for my rock climbing uh days so it's uh i don't know man it's like living in a dream right now uh i'm just i'm just loving it good deal well one question i always ask our uh our guest is um what's your bow setup what are you shooting what arrows all that um right now uh i've uh so last year i shot the i shot the vertex uh before that i had a hoyt carbon defiant uh this year i'm gonna try out the v3 um yeah and it's uh i've got a v3 and it's uh i really really am digging it uh i got a montana black gold uh uh i believe it's the pro site and uh shooting day six arrows with their evo broadheads sweet that's definitely a great setup (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like I say, I, th- I think that's kind of all we got for this evening. I thank you for coming on here and you know, you know, sending us a saddle to check out and um, absolutely, you know, we. I mean, it's great to have one in house because I answer so many questions and and talk to people and you know we've got I I couldn't tell you how many are hanging behind me right now um, to just be able to show people and you know get on a FaceTime or something and be like all right here look like it's just so much easier to say. Like here it is yeah. instead of saying like, well, you know, I think, or, or this or that. Um, but where can people follow along? Like, like you said, you guys have a YouTube and, um, social media, the website, uh, where's the best place to, to get a hold of you and follow along with everything that's going on. Yeah. The best place to get a hold of us is either on, uh, Facebook, Instagram, or, uh, email through the website. Also our telephone numbers on the website. You can call us. We're going to, we're going to answer the phone between eight and four o'clock every weekday. Uh, you're going to either get myself or Jerry, uh, uh, and either the one of the two of us will also answer your emails. Okay. Awesome. And so what is it just cruiser for the YouTube or where can people uh, check out that content uh, you're talking about? Yeah. So we're, we're going to be posting content after Turkey season gets rolling. Uh, I actually got a couple of guys down in Florida right now that are filming for us. Um, hopefully they're going to kill some turkeys so I can get some content out there. But uh, <laughs> uh, Cruiser Saddles on uh, on on YouTube. And then uh, cruisersaddles.com is our website. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate the time. Thanks. Yeah, Adam, John, it's good talking to you guys. Appreciate you having me on. All right. Thank you.